0: Welcome to the New Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time, and we are the ones. Hello, I am back from my vacation uh, in Canada and back to a very hot country in Turkey where we live at the construction site, finally moved into into my studio with a long extension cord cable and setting things up haphazard as it is it's it's all flowing. Um, today's podcast episode is um, is a gem. It really is a gem. We've got uh, a very special guest uh, who will share her experience with working with spirit and energy in in design, in styling, interiors. And uh, she's just such a magical soul. And I'm so, so excited for you all to meet her. Um, her name is Olga Naiman and uh, she has, oh, she just has so much wisdom oozing out of her. And I'm <laughs> so excited. You to all hear about her very unique approach
1: to to design. Welcome, Olga, to the show. Mm, thank you. I am so honored to be here and talk about my favorite topic.
0: Yay! That's awesome. And you're you're in transition as well, like myself, right? Uh, you have a, a house under construction, uh, children, and 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 how is that going?
1: You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, we're living in a lot of long term, like short term Airbnb rentals. So there's this kind of feeling of how do I make something feel like home so that my children feel safe and we all could kind of relax into the space without bringing a lot of my stuff in because I don't want to like have to pack and unpack. We have to keep moving, you know? So um, I'm really in that question. And that's it's it's like what is this idea of hopey, hominess? Like, what is the quality that takes like something a space into a home? How does a house turn into a home?
0: Oh, I love it! I love these questions. Um, I and I also love the fact that you're you're really conscious about okay, how much stuff am I taking into our current space? What am I going to take into the next one? And then this, this, this theme of how to make a home homey. Can you expand a little
1: bit more on that? Yeah, it's this kind of quality that's hard to be named because it's so personal, you know, it's like one's experience of spirit, you know, it's, it's so personal for everybody, but yet there are these commonalities. So it's like, when you wanna come in and you don't wanna leave. Like there are spaces that are beautiful to look at and functional, but they don't feel homey, right? We've all been in spaces like this. There's a quality of coldness, like you could admire it, you could photograph it, you could put it on Instagram, but you don't wanna stay. And for me, it's that quality that makes you wanna stay and be in relationship with the space, like over a longer term. That defines hominess, and it's a, a quality that really touches more than sight. It's like touch and smell, and you know, just kind of how the taste of things are, like how how things like affect your soma, your body. That is an important dialogue between your body and the space in this question of hominess.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it. And Olga, how did you come to these, uh, this consciousness, this, this realization, this, you know, um, about the, the relationship between the body, as you say, Soma, with the space?
1: I was not, so my, I started my career in interior design at 22, but I was never trained as an interior designer. I was trained as an editor working on the job, working for like big name American magazines from the U.S. And um, they would send me as a young editor to, you know, style this like create like I would design rooms for to photograph for the magazines. And I would also go to the homes of like amazing moneyed wealthy people with beautiful taste whose homes would be beautifully designed. And I would like literally absorb body intelligence, just from my body relating to the spaces, like some spaces were beautiful, but a bit aggressive, you know, a Mm -hmm. bit like some spaces were really cold, but they photographed well. So I saw the difference between the photographs. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up because they see photographs on Instagram or in catalogs or on the 2D and they think, "Ah, oh, I want this. I want this. But there, that's not a somatic experience. So when I was trained, like by putting my body into hundreds and hundreds of, all kinds of different homes, I got a felt sense of what feels good and what supports my nervous system and what supports my expansion, what supports like this human body living in this experience. So, and because I was doing that kind of work for my own self and my own healing, of course, I was interested in this conversation. It was very Pertinent for me. So that's how I started developing that kind of knowing of the body, body choreography, how the body responds to space, how the body responds to materials. And um, really deepening that conversation rather than intellectually learning it, I got a somatic absorption experience. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just so key,
0: right? I mean the work. The work that I do with my clients um, incorporates uh, just what you talked about with uh, the, the images that we are exposed to on social media, right? Instagram, Pinterest, and that it's a 2D experience, but it's not a somatic one. It's not one that um, yeah, it's 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 actually just feeding the mind, right? Mind with the small m right? And um, I realized after working with uh, several, you know, for, for many, many years with various clients, that one of the biggest mistakes that we make as architects and designers is lay out a whole bunch of pictures on the table from social media or magazine clippings or whatever, not to say that a collaging approach is bad, not to say that, but that requires a certain sophistication and artistry, right? But what I was noticing was, yeah, I want this house, I want that house. And as I started to grow my um, my consciousness and do meditative practice and, and um, grow my own spiritual approach, Olga, um, I realized, oh, we actually need to go inward first before we depend on the external and it just what you're saying is resonating so much with me and I just picture you in these spaces going in and the way you are actually the way your body is actually moving and showing me this is your hands go in showing the direction of moving within and your eyes are closing Mm -hmm. right And so that I'm reading your body language right now. And it's telling my, your body is telling me go within. Mm -hmm. I'm going within, I'm going within. And your body trained itself, or you trained your body to go within each and every time. Now, um, I think, of course, I'm sure that your spiritual practice supported this realization or this, this. the the consciousness of the subtle dimensions of spaces. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It is such a process of going within. And that's kind of, there's a seeding. So you want to find the seed. Um, uh, Because you're planting a seed that you're going to then grow into a space right so it comes with the seed and the seed is i feel like the pinterest collages and all those things are beautiful but that's not the first step of the process that's like second or the third step of the process so if if, i mean and everyone has their own process this is absolutely y'all create in the way that works for us yeah the way i do it is um and this is how i created spatial alchemy it's based on the knowledge of the alchemical process. And the alchemical process has steps, you know, and these steps are repeated through nature in the seasons, you know, in some, in even how a tree grows. And it's the same process. And because it's repeated in nature, I feel like, okay, well, it works because it's everywhere, it's everywhere. So I feel confident. You know, a lot of times we're like in our spiritual journey, especially at the beginning of our spiritual journey, we feel blind and that we're kind of feeling around in the dark because what we used to do is no longer working for us. We don't know what to do. So we're in that blind part of the journey, right? We all go through that blind part of the journey where ah. the new hasn't appeared and the old has is disintegrating before our very eyes and we're like,
0: where am I? It's but a dark it's night of the soul. Yeah.
1: It's a very yeah. common part of the. So in that blindness, look to nature, look to how, you know, nature does it and look to like the seasonal cycle. So the going within is kind of like that winter, yeah. right? That's the December 21st, which is like the first the solstice. The yeah. solstice. Like, so it's this like deep, like going within into the stillness, into the silence and almost like, like almost not thinking through the mind, but feeling through the heart, what it is you want to experience in the space. Mm-hmm. What is the seed you want to grow? You're moving into like, I move into like my future self. Like, what is it that I want to materialize? that I want to bring into matter, you know, what is the energy that I want to give life to that I want to give incorporate corp, like put a structure to, right. So you need to feel the energy first, rather than looking at other structures, you know, because those are connected to other energy fields. And we don't know what those energy fields are, we need to feel our own energy field. Like what is it? Is the space? Do we need to calm our nervous system? Or are we someone that needs like enlivening because we're a little slower that we, we beat ourselves up for being too slow? Who are we? Who is our family? Where are we going? Who is the client? What do they want? Like, where do they see themselves in five years? Where do they see themselves in 10 years? And it helps when you're in a spiritual practice to like navigate them through that a little bit to do a meditation. I do a meditation with my clients. You know, we kind of sit, we do an opening ceremony to this, a conversation of like, Who is your family? What are you releasing? I go to their old house that they're currently living in. What are you releasing? What outdated identities are living in this house that you don't want to bring with you? What do you want to grow? So that's the seed, right? That's the step one of the process, this going within, this feeling. And like, you want to give it time because it doesn't go from December 21st to March 21st like this. Gestation process. Like three months. Like, look at nature. Look at the year cycle, you know, the stars, the cosmos. So it's like that quiet period is like three months. And then at the beginning of February, things start to grow underground. And I'm talking about the Northeast. I'm talking about my climate um, because I'm aligning myself to my climate that I'm living in, my environment. And those who live in other environments look to their nature. If you live in a jungle environment, that might be a, a different. Process for you, you know, um, of I, I I've never lived in the jungle, so I don't know what that is.
0: Well, the cycles will be apparent in other aspects, like even I can just imagine even daily cycles in the monsoon seasons, right? Like five minutes of rain and then whoosh, the sun, right? Like just yeah. there's cycles within cycles within cycles within cycles. And what you're sharing, old guy, I mean, I get shivers. I mean that's very it, there's there's an impulse there that is similar to the sacred blueprint that I've been called to uh steward really I mean I don't call it my own it's really something I'm stewarding rather than um and it's really just about hearing nature mother nature and and her at her her depth not like necessarily only the la la rainbow butterfly side but she's like, she's gonna go through the darkness, right? She's gotta, or she takes us through the darkness, just like you said in the Mm -hmm. winter. Um, And yeah, it speaks to also more of this Eastern um, traditions and philosophy where there's actually more of a slowing down, a ceremony process Mm -hmm. where um, you don't just get the product as soon as you buy it off of your phone, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just bought, and that's actually where we're going, Olga. I mean, Mm -hmm. buildings are now being designed for the metaverse. Mm -hmm. It's pretty scary. And um, (laughs) soon you're gonna just like, you're just gonna be able to like talk to AI. And, you know, AI is gonna say, AI is going to, you know, you're going to tell AI to design a space for you. And then AI is going to, you know, you're going to print it out. And there you go.
1: One thing that AI doesn't have, though, you know, just just jumping in here is this is the soul, you know, and this is what we're speaking to. And this is kind of the other side of the AI is one thing. It's kind of the design, like fast design. Um, And this is kind of the other side, which is the soul, like the human evolution, the the soul of a home. So in order to like create a soulful home, the process, just like slow food, you know, it's it's the same or slow fashion, you know, it's like the craftsmanship and and the depth to bring meaning if it doesn't have the meaning it's just going to be surface and there are these you know like it's going to look good it could look good but what's that hominess what's that feeling good and what's that supporting of the psyche mm-hmm. So the way i see it is that there's a big correlation a massive correlation between spaces that your home your psyche and manifestation And we, in order to start like playing this game of life with some skill rather than blindly, we want to start watching this correlation. If I shift this around, if I do this, if I remove outdated identities in my home, if I change out my desk to make it more solid, if I, what happens? What happens to my soma? What happens to my psyche? And then how does life start reflecting that back? Because after you do that several times with awareness, making these changes, making these shifts, life starts to shift to show you a different movie than the movie that you're watching. And you want to start clocking that. I'll just wrap up to say, you want to start getting wise to that. That's wisdom, like cause and effect. I do this life shows me this I do this life shows me this you want to start understanding this I love it I think
0: we're getting just a bit of cut off maybe due to our you know some construction site (laughs) internet but I, I heard everything you said you do this life gives you that You do this like, and I'm just now I'm like, as you do this, Olga, with your hands, I love reading, love reading people, your body. It's beautiful. Just like um how you then how you design, right? We'll give you this, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're designing. Um, in a more superficial, not conscious way, not to say that everyone has to follow and adopt this modality. I mean, everyone has free choice and a free consciousness, right? Free will. But Mm -hmm. what I see um, as an incredible benefit to your way, your way, Olga, is I can just imagine that On a deeper level, you're helping people to transform on a deep, deep level. On a a spiritually, physically, emotionally, um, attracting the you know the life that they desire. And actually, as I share this, I think about your shelf, your shelf story in one of our last in our last interview, um, and how your shelf attracted.
1: Your man, <laughs> yeah, I kind of I use physical space as metaphor. So I'm creating, I'm br- giving life to the energy that I want to see come back into my life because we know that int- as designers and architects, we feel the intensity of the relationship that we have with our spaces. We feel that, and you could eat like anybody feels that. you come home, the ha- your house is disgusting and dirty. You feel a certain way. Yeah. Your house is beautifully cleaned. You feel a certain way. Our buddies feel the relationship. So, I personally feel that those architects and designers who are bringing those spiritual conversations to their clients will be more and more sought after as yeah. the collective awakens. You know, right now it's smaller numbers, but we're growing. Even in the last year, even in the last two yeah. years, if you think, Five years ago before COVID. There was no one. Oh, yeah. Well, there was, or maybe we were quietly doing it far, yeah. like no one, or hidden. we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it in the same way, you know? I mean, there were a few, there were a few people that did. Feng Shui really opened Absolutely, door, that's, yeah, yeah. You know? But we have a Western system too. And this is what I find interesting. Feng Shui is amazing. And it does answer so many questions because it's in the Western consciousness. It's come out like, you know, the energy and the space and the relationship. And if you move certain things, this will happen. It talks about the correlation. And we could look to the East for that. And that's amazing. The East is, it's feng shui is in the Taoist tradition. It's very, as I venerate it. But we also have our own traditions in the West. And especially if your consciousness is identified with Western, the Western psyche, it's a faster way to go through your own culture because it's like plugged in you know it's part of your genetic
0: your patterning your codes your blueprint like there's a whole lineage behind you that you can actually assimilate process purge if necessary and then keep going to be a leader yeah in
1: that Yes. Yes. yes and the more we bring those things into, I feel like the collective consciousness, the more people want it, they yearn for it. The more they want spaces that are soulful and meaningful and address like their higher selves rather than, oh, that looks cool. This looks cool. That looks good with that. You know, like, right, right. You, you know, that's fine. Beauty is beautiful, but beauty Absolutely. is not enough.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love it, Olga. Yeah, and I love your point. It's I just want to underline, underscore this that you know, as more and more people awaken, we will be the architects that are sought after. Especially, again, I want to bring back this AI topic because it's not something to be taken lightly. Because there are, I personally have some big concerns. Not to say that I'll never, ever use AI. I mean, I remember when email first came out, right? And I was always the last one to get the phone or the last one to do the upgrade. You know, like I'm happy walking in the forest and, you know, not having much tech around me. But so uh, I don't want to be black and white about this because I may use AI in a certain, you know, area of my business in the future. You never know, right? Um, but what, what I, what is so important for us to make a distinction is, is what is w- w- the, what is different between AI and the human being, the human being has a heart, has a, has a soul, just like you shared. And we are going through this process of awakening, this process of spiritualization. Um, not only infusing spirit into matter, right? that that matter is becoming spiritualized, but we ourselves are being spiritualized. And um more and more people are going to yearn for these deeper currents, let's say. Uh, and uh, and and, you know, as a result of this work, Olga, guy, and just speaking from my experience, is that, you don't waste so much time anymore on countless, countless layouts, project designs, layouts, options, options one, option two, option three, option four, option five. And clients then don't come back to you constantly changing their minds. You reduce uh, permit issues. I mean, I'm speaking more as, as in terms of architecture and construction, right? Like if, if the the project if rather if the plan if the the land is happy with the project
1: mm. if the land
0: if the place is happy with the project then 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 things move much more smoothly again don't wanna say everything is rainbows and butterflies because that's not the point. The point is that we're going through a transformation here through this process, but I see it as energetic efficiency um, to start with that seed as you speak of. I mean, there's similar occurrence. It's amazing with the sacred blueprint and you know, to take people through that journey, the cycle of life, um, so that they, they, they birth a blueprint that is truly aligned with their souls. I remember um totally. I remember one of uh, some clients that I was gonna p- potentially work with. They shared that they had a house designed by a, a pretty famous architect, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a nice house. It's a great house." But it's kind of like, it's his house. We kind of feel awkward in this house because it's his house, right? So what's the point then? And can you imagine if you're in a house that's not really your house, what that does to your body? And I think you have just so much wisdom to share about that topic. I mean, it's, can you start teaching at universities too? Have you ever taught at all to do any?
1: That's the plan. That's the plan. I have, um, I've, I've been giving lectures, I've been on panels, I've been, um, uh, you know, I've spoken, I've taught, you know, small groups, master classes with, with like kind of spiritual teachers, for example, like people who have like a coaching practice. So people who are, for example, integrating their psychedelic experience. Say you have a peak experience, you you take um, mushrooms or you kind of connect to God through your meditation, doesn't have to involve any kind of medicine. So you have this experience and then how do you bring it down And like, you come back to your life and you're like, okay, well, nothing. What the hell am I going to do with all this information? (laughs) Like everything is exactly the same. People don't know how to integrate. Mm. So that's one thing that um, I want to teach more of. And yes, I want to teach in universities because this is not taught in design school because they, it's like there's a schism in the Western psyche. There's a collective wound where energy is over here and matter is over here. And it's like church and state are separated, which is good in certain ways, but yeah. other ways, not so good, you know, like there's, there's like when energy and matter come together, there's a flow and there is an efficiency. Everyone thinks that these energy people are so woo woo that they're like, la, 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 la. no, no, <laughs> no, no, this is like, if you design with energy in mind, then you're, you're efficient, you're practical. Like you, you bring both sides of the brain together, not just in this like linear, emerging you know, left, left brain process, which we need, but we also need the right brain. You can't not have that. You need to flow with both. So um, that's what I would love to teach.
0: Just, I love how you speak about, yeah, bringing the both sides together and that we're not, it's not about like woo woo or, you know, like airy fairy or la la la, as you said, Um, And I think that that's a big fear that a lot of the the women architects and designers that I either coach or have conversations with who are interested in in, in coaching with me, I I do mentoring work, as you know, and there is that fear that they will also be ostracized or um, persecuted or mocked, laughed at for talking about spirit and that's, I, a, that's a deep wound actually even as I speak about it I you know I can feel it big time
1: yeah, I, I mean it's- I feel it moving through my own psyche and like oh, through my body you know and it's really interesting I had that same fear and I literally it took COVID to like get over that fear because I was like oh people are ready now because I thought I had a very lucrative career in the like high echelons of like U.S. design. I was styling for the magazines. I was traveling all around the country and the world. You know I was an editor. I was a designer on my own. Like I, I like had like yeah. a nice career. Like, why did and, you leave like, that? Yeah. And I haven't, but you know, but I was like, you know, designers would hire me to kind of up-level their projects, photograph them, and get them into magazines. Like I would kind of bring this secret sauce, you know, and I that was my my money. Like I was like, if I start talking about this woo-woo stuff, all these designers that are paying my bills, they're not gonna hire this woo-woo woman, you know, to bring energy. No one cares about energy. I was petrified that I was going to be left with nothing, that I was going to leave my career without knowing what I was going to jump into. So it's a, this fear is the first step of the process, because there is a courage that we need to have to begin to talk about these things and to really bring your soul mission into your work you know it, it it does take some courage I know because I literally have to jump step over myself many 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 times it's not like I did it once and now everything's oh, rosy. No, you know no. No. it's like every single time I, I write know. an Instagram post I'm like oh my god it's like I can't believe I'm talking about this like um nice. <laughs> like or 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 like in anything it's um These conversations need to happen, but they take courage to have and they take an inward looking. And there's always gonna be self-doubt. Don't wait until you don't have self-doubt because that's not realistic. (laughs) It's not realistic. The confidence comes in doing it and look and and just getting over looking fearing looking stupid and public humiliation, these wounds in the psyche, these are all very real. And once you navigate yourself out of this, you could then navigate your clients better than before because you understand the human psyche because you've understood your own.
0: Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I'm getting chills all over, Olga. I mean, it's so profound uh and and i love that you know your your spiritual wisdom isn't about spiritually spiritual bypassing um which we see a lot in the the you know the, we're going to 5d group you know like it's like 5d well leave all your problems behind and we're just gonna ascend to nirvana or something no it's a process and that it we go through it um over and over again i mean the the thresholds that i'm crossing in my business are insane and challenging and i go through like moments where i have panic attacks and again another round of you know of um uh what would you say the alchemical process right turning turning the lead into gold and um uh, I love your advice about go for it. Don't wait until you don't doubt yourself because you will it's going to come in. The mind does that. And the mind has been programmed um, to, to help you survive mm-hmm. right? and to keep mm-hmm. you safe. And there's a lot of trauma in our lineage as spiritual women, women, spiritual women who are now coming out of the closet right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I love this. I think, you know, the listeners uh, will, will benefit a lot from your wisdom, uh, are benefiting as they listen. And uh, we got to, yeah, do this, women. It's a movement.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the movement of continual death and rebirth. You are killing and rebirthing yourself over, and over, and over, and over. That is the lead into gold journey. How do you turn lead into gold? You don't do it just with rainbows and like, rainbows. you, you, um, you do it by removing, like shedding your skin over and over and walking through the fire in a lot of ways. You walk through the fire on your own limitations and of cultural limitations but what we do know is we have each other, and that's more and more of us are coming in. And I'm hoping that it's conversations like this that show people that yes, it's possible to bring together the energy and matter conversations to heal the wound in the Western psyche, like from this postmodernist, linear, logical, square kind of boxes, high um, high rises, kind of very masculinized, white design like white everything is white and that everything means is white. Spiritual. I everything the newspaper, is white. It's everything. Yeah. everything is white and natural wood i'm sitting here yeah. as i sit in Airbnb bnb that yeah, i know was, yeah. you know um so it's like everything is white and i believe that people who don't connect into color are literally separating from like the breath like nature is in color nature is not white You know, like people are like, oh, white is pure, white is spiritual, white is clean. You are denying the experience of nature and the body. You know, it's a very, you know, um, patriarchal kind of linear system preference and bringing color and juiciness and warmth into design. Into modernism, you don't have to not have modernism, but how do you make it like yummy? Right. Yeah, you know, with color and sensuality. Yeah. And- that's the feminine, that's the goddess, all
0: yeah. god. I mean the goddess, the goddess, so- the goddess is <laughs> speaking through you right now, <laughs> right.
1: and the linear. We we don't want to take away the no, god.
0: It's that's not about yeah, Let's it's not it. about that one. Yeah. formula, you know, exactly. it's not about like, oh, well, I'm an organic architect and I need to do organic shapes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are some, I mean, I, the house that we're living in, I mean, this is like, <laughs> you know, some of things were not under my control and that was my, my learning process, Olga. I had this concrete, I have this concrete block structure, slight, slightly L-shaped, but basically like a sugar cube, like, like this, and my challenge is how to bring the feminine, okay, how to bring the feminine into this, this structure. And more and more, I'm realizing, okay, these corners are actually stabilizing me. They're bringing me ground. Yeah. I'm more watery. I'm more fiery and watery. And so the, 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 the the block general, the block structure of the general house provides me that anchoring. And now I'm playing, I'm playing with color and movement and bringing curves and circles in the interior. And yeah, it's, I think each project has its own, own story, own story to, and own spirit to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Olga, this has been amazing. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could go on forever, but I want to save s- another round of deepening uh, for the interview series. You are going to be speaking in the Sacred Blueprint interview series on September 11th. I'm so, so blessed to have you in the circle. Um, it's going to be a powerful, powerful event. We have incredible circle of energetic design experts. Uh, so for listeners, you definitely have to sign up for this event. It's international, um, and it goes on for eight days straight and Olga will be doing the final interview. We'll have a party. Let's have a party. The final day.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and to hear more about, okay, so you have all this, this, the philosophy with, behind spatial alchemy, but okay, how can we, how, you know, I'm sure a lot of women are asking this, you know, it's a recession, quote unquote, now um, I don't, you know, I don't use these words because I don't want to put that into the, the my energetic field. But right now, there are some challenges with costs, labor, you know, the economy. economy. And there are yeah. a lot of women who are hesitating right now. They're miserable in conventional architecture. They're miserable with their current job situation. And they're probably asking, okay, well, how many clients can I actually get with this modality? And and and, and can I build a successful business based on bridging spiritual wisdom with design or architecture. So I look forward to diving a bit more deeper into that and uh, and hearing more about your, your process with your house construction too.
1: Thank you, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about that. I think this is that kind of those first steps and that um, kind of pulling the clients in and bringing in using your frequency and emanation to begin to pull in is a very powerful life skill to learn.
0: Oh, I'm excited.
1: And we can use our spaces to support us. That's the last, sorry. So as designers and architects, we can use our own spaces to pull that in. And that's what I wanna talk about with
0: you. Oh, I love that, okay. Yes. Please take note of it. I'm going to write that down. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. So Olga, uh, for listeners who want to get in touch with you, how can they learn more and contact you?
1: Well, you can follow me on Instagram. That's a really good way to kind of read a lot. I write a lot. There's a lot of beautiful pictures that I put post so you follow me feel my vibe dm me if you're interested in speaking further if you're interested in any kind of consulting i'm going to be teaching a class this fall date to be determined i'll announce it on september 11th when we're um perfect so speaking about the alchemical process about taking yourself through 13 weeks 12 to 13 weeks of an alchemical process and learning the mechanics of alchemy so that you could plug that into your design.
0: Oh, so exciting. Oh, well, we look forward to hearing about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we really
0: look forward to hearing about that. On September 11th, everyone, make sure you sign up for the Sacred Blueprint series. You can go to the sacredblueprints.com and then click on the interview series tab and sign up for the event and you'll get all of the Zoom access details Oh, and also you are going to get to ask Olga anything you want during a bonus Q&A session when you join live. So this is only for participants who join live. Uh, Otherwise, if you can't make it live, recordings will also be available for a limited time. So can't wait to see you all there. And Olga, thanks so much uh, for joining. And uh, I really look forward to, to the interview on September 11th.
1: Me too. Me too, very much. So thank you for having me. All right. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for tuning into the new Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on Earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting aisharosemelodyhassan.com. Until next time, gulé gulé!